Welcome to the Not Old Better Show. I'm Paul Vogelsang, and this is episode number 504. As part of our Smithsonian Associates Inside Science series, we have got a great program today. Celebrated 20th century physicist Richard Feynman famously said, I think I can safely say that nobody really understands quantum mechanics. Our guest today, Dr. Sean Carroll, an acclaimed theoretical physicist, is determined to reintroduce this vital science to a new generation and make it understandable. Dr. Sean Carroll will be presenting at the Smithsonian Associates program via Zoom December 15th and will offer more details and links and resources in our show notes today. Dr. Sean Carroll believes that many of his fellow physicists need to acknowledge gaps in the understanding of quantum mechanics, which seems to have ossified somewhere in the 1930s. Drawing on his new excellent book, Something Deeply Hidden, Dr. Sean Carroll attempts to demystify quantum mechanics. Today on the show, we'll discuss with Dr. Carroll that the best way we currently have to understand quantum phenomenon is the many worlds theory. You'll come to know this principle well from Dr. Carroll, but it states, every time there is a quantum event, a world splits off with everything in it the same, except in that other world, the quantum event didn't happen. Make sense? Well, Dr. Carroll will explain. Dr. Carroll also will tackle the major objections to this theory, and he discusses its far-reaching implications for how we think about ourselves, our place in reality, and how we should examine long-standing issues such as reconciling quantum mechanics with general relativity, Einstein's theory of space, time, and gravity. I'm a fan of Dr. Sean Carroll. I love his podcasts titled Mindscape Podcast with Dr. Sean Carroll. So please join me in welcoming to the Not Old Better Show via internet phone, Smithsonian Associate, Dr. Sean Carroll. Dr. Sean Carroll, welcome to the program. Thanks. It's great to be here. Great to talk to you. This is going to be a fascinating uh, presentation coming up at Smithsonian Associates. I, I know our conversation is going to be really great. I'd like to just jump right into it. Why don't you begin by telling us just briefly about your upcoming Smithsonian Associates presentation and, and particularly maybe how you're going to use Zoom to engage our audience? Well, one has very few choices these days, right? <laughs> uh, in ordinary times, I would love to go out and visit and give a talk in person mm -hmm. and sign mm -hmm. books and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, but I've actually, like many of us, been learning a lot about other ways of doing things. So it'll be a Zoom conversation. Where we'll be talking about the fundamentals of quantum mechanics, which is the physicist's best way of describing the nature of reality at a deep level but also something that we struggle to understand both professionally and then explain to the rest of the world. So I'll be talking about some of those struggles, what we've learned about it. And it'll be a mix of, you know, me talking and some slides and uh, some uh, analogies, and it should be fun for everybody. Yeah, I think it will be. I think our audience is going to just really love this. I think we're going to relish learning at your feet, so to speak, because I think you have so much to offer on this subject, certainly on a very, it's very complex. And I wonder if I can start by maybe a, with a definition. What What is a theoretical cosmologist? Well, cosmology is the study of the entire universe all at once. Of course, everything is a part of a study of part of the universe. So cosmologists ignore the details. They consider the whole shebang. And, you know, to be honest, I've been becoming more of a just a general theoretical physicist than a cosmologist in particular. You know, cosmologists care about questions like 
what happened at the Big Bang? What is the universe made of? How has it been expanding and accelerating? How have galaxies formed and things like that? Those are the questions that I uh, concentrated on for most of my career. And the theoretical part means I do not go out to telescopes <laughs> or go to particle accelerators or underground laboratories and collect data. I don't even very often analyze other people's data. Sometimes that happens, but certainly I don't collect it myself. My job is to propose ideas, propose hypotheses, uh, usually in the form of equations, and then uh, think about how those could be tested by comparing with the data that other people collect. So the theoretical cosmologist is trying to propose ideas that would understand the universe as a whole. Theoretical physicists more broadly do the same thing, but for the laws of physics, not just the particular universe we live in, but the patterns that govern how that universe evolves. I've read the quote, I think I can safely say that nobody really understands quantum mechanics. And you really are doing um, great work in introducing this subject, reintroducing this subject, really, this vital science to a whole new generation. What, why, should we, why should we understand quantum mechanics? Well, the quote is from Richard Feynman, and he was mm -hmm. actually making a little joke because general relativity, Einstein's great theory of gravity being the curvature of space-time, has a reputation of being very difficult to understand, right? Einstein, you know, has a reputation for being smarter than everyone else, general relativity being very difficult. Uh, and Feynman was making the point that actually, once general relativity was put forward by Einstein and published and, and you know, uh, publicized by him giving talks and so forth, there were a bunch of people who understood the basics of general relativity right away. Whereas quantum mechanics, even though it was sort of put into its current form in the 1920s, we still don't agree on exactly what it says, exactly what it means, exactly how to use it. And of course, when you say that, when you say nobody understands quantum mechanics, there will be some physicists in the audience who raise their hand and say, well, I understand quantum mechanics. So <laughs> we should interpret that statement as there is no agreement among physicists on exactly what quantum mechanics says. And if you think that quantum mechanics is our best theory of the world, that's kind of an embarrassing situation to be in. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. We are, of course, with physicist Sean Carroll. Dr. Sean Carroll will be at the Smithsonian Associates Program coming up here on December 15th. We're going to put links up to where you can find out more information about the upcoming presentation, as well as Dr. Carroll, his work in his new book. The title of his presentation is Physicist Sean Carroll on Understanding Quantum Worlds. Let's talk about the book for just a second, too. Um, you talk about this subject, the many worlds theory. Maybe you could describe that, but tell us, where are the worlds? Well, this is a this is what we'll be talking about a lot, because this is a mm -hmm. difficult thing, and mm -hmm. this is what is mm -hmm. still extremely contentious. You know, uh, I haven't actually said anything about what quantum mechanics is, so let me just give you a, a little tiny taste of this. Mm, please. In ordinary pre-quantum mechanics, in what we call classical mechanics— you would talk about a particle, right? And a particle would have a location in space and it would have a velocity that's moving at a certain speed and so forth. And that's more or less all you need. If you told me where the particle was and how it was moving, that's the information that, that I care about. When quantum mechanics comes along, there's this new ingredient, uh, which is that the act of observing the particle seems to be different than how we talk about the particle when we're not observing it. Uh, and that's completely new in quantum mechanics. In no previous version of physics did the act of observation mean anything. So what we tell ourselves now is that rather than the particle having a location in space, 
it has what we call a wave function. It's spread out over many possible places that you could observe it. But then when you observe it, you don't see the wave function. You don't see something fuzzy and spread out. You see a particle at a location. That's the fundamental move in quantum mechanics, that what you see is different than what there really is. So what are we going to do about that? You know, is, is what we see real or is how we talk about it when we're not looking at it real? And there's something special about looking at it. That's the whole subject of the foundations of quantum mechanics. And the many worlds approach mm -hmm. says that when you observe, when you look at the thing, um, it's not just that there's a random choice about where you see it. It says that every possible measurement outcome is true, but in a separate universe. So there was one universe before where the electron was all spread out, the particle, and there are many, many universes after you measure it. In each one, you've seen it in a different place. And this is straightforwardly the prediction of the equations underlying quantum mechanics. The question is, do you have the courage to accept this <laughs> since these worlds are not anything we, these other worlds, the ones in which the observational outcome that we didn't get came true, uh, are not something that we can see or touch or, or experience in any way. So that's the current question in the foundations of quantum mechanics. Well, in your excellent new book, which, which is getting great reviews online, the, the book is titled Something Deeply Hidden Quantum Worlds and the Emergence of Space Time. You talk about that it's entirely possible that there are multiple copies of you, me, <laughs> etc. Um, I suppose that might be a good thing for my my audience, perhaps, <laughs> maybe all of our audience, but it's kind of a hard one for me to get my my mind around. So do what you do so well and 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 be entertaining with us, but also help us understand this uh, this complex subject. Well, that seems to be the implication of quantum mechanics that is hardest for us to really internalize, mm. right? Because mm. it's not that hard. Physicists are able to stretch their minds enough to say that an elementary particle, like an electron, a tiny little dot, uh, rather than being at one particular location, is in what we call a superposition of many different locations. It's a little combination of being all sorts of different places. And we can deal with that. You know, it's it's different than what we experience in our everyday lives, but it's the subatomic realm far away from that experience. So, OK, whereas if you just take that equations, the, the set of equations we use in quantum mechanics and you say, look, you and I are made of electrons and protons and neutrons, right? Atoms. And if those elementary particles obey the rules of quantum mechanics, then you and I should obey the rules of quantum mechanics. And that means that you and I could be in superpositions of different outcomes, right? We could be in different versions of us doing different things. And of course, the question is, why don't we ever feel like that? <laughs> why doesn't it ever seem to us like we're in a superposition? The famous example invented by Erwin Schrodinger is the cat in a box. Right. And he comes up with an elaborate mechanism that puts the cat in a superposition of being alive and being dead. And he says, surely you don't believe this. Surely you don't believe that the cat is both alive and dead until you open the box. And so the many worlds interpretation of quantum mechanics says it's not that the cat is both alive and dead. It's that there is a world in which the cat is alive and there's a world in which the cat's dead. And likewise for you and me. And the important thing here is that the other world have copies of us that are slightly different, right? Because if I'm in the world where the cat's alive, there's another copy of me in, in the world the cat is dead, but they're not me, okay? They're copies of me. It's much like having identical twin. Mm -hmm. There was a point in which you and the identical twin were the same fertilized egg, 
but that egg split and now you're not the same person anymore. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's what quantum mechanics says is happening to the universe all the time. There might be a level of independence then within these many yous and me's. It's 100% independent. Mm -hmm. Nothing that that other person does would you ever know about. You'll never feel it. You'll never experience it. So I have a whole chapter in my book and something deeply hidden about the moral implications of the many worlds interpretation of quantum mechanics. And at the end of the day, I say there aren't any moral <laughs> implications. It's, it's because you can't affect those worlds in any way. You can't talk to them. The ability to perhaps talk to the other worlds, you know, to sort of do two different things in two different worlds and then check to see which one was right. That's a great science fiction scenario, but it's not what quantum mechanics predicts. Well, Dr. Sean Carroll, what a pleasure it's been to talk to you again. The title of the book is Something Deeply Hidden, Quantum Worlds and the Emergence of Space-Time. Again, it's getting great reviews, really enjoyable. I've, I've had it for a couple of weeks. I've really enjoyed reading it. My kudos to you. You'll be at the Smithsonian Associates presentations coming up here. We're going to put links to everything. Of course, uh, Dr. Carroll hosts the Mindscape podcast. We'll put links up to that because I'm a fan of that as well, Dr. Carroll. So thanks so much for your time and uh, hope you and your family are staying well during this uh, this difficult quarantining time and um, please be safe and, and well in the future. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Let me just quickly mention also that mm -hmm. Mindscape, my podcast, is not just about physics. I talk to smart people about all sorts of wonderful things. It's, as you know, it's the great thing about being a podcaster. You can mm -hmm. talk to a lot of brilliant people about a lot of fun topics. Yes, and you do that. that that's a good point to make too. Not just about science, but uh I found, you know, society, culture, arts, lots of great ideas, but uh, but a great a great podcast, and and we're going to put links to directly find it. It's uh, again Sean Carroll's Mindscape podcast. Thanks for your time, Dr. Carroll. Have a great day and, and be well. Thanks a lot, Paul. You too. My thanks to Smithsonian Associate Dr. Sean Carroll, who will be appearing at the Smithsonian Associates Program Tuesday, December fifteenth, twenty twenty, six forty five p.m. We're going to have notes and resources and details in our show notes today. But the title of Dr. Carroll's presentation is Understanding Quantum Worlds. Please check out the website for more details. My thanks too to the Smithsonian Associates team for all they do to support the show. And of course, my thanks to you, my wonderful Not Old Better Show audience for all your love and support. Please stay safe, be well, practice smart social distancing. And remember, let's talk about better. The Not Old Better Show. Thanks everybody.